guys. Welcome to another episode of Central Coast Uncorked. Welcome. We are taking you with us to Pelletieri this week. Not yeah. to be confused with Pellet. No, I'm kidding. She's Please not. don't confuse me with the names. I have a hard time learning them <laughs> as it is. <laughs> uh, so Pelletieri is on the west side of Paso in the Willow Creek District. And they are specializing in Italian varietals. Yeah, we went there once before after Pugsgiving, and it was delicious. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to go back and visit again. Yeah, and to learn more about them, too, because um, when we went there, I did remember that the owner who was there the first time we went, she gave us a little bit of history and talked about how um, she had recently taken over the vineyard and winery. And then now she's several years in, so it was good to kind of like hear the whole story and learn more about the label and what it means to her. And her legacy. Yeah. Yeah. They also have guest houses that you can rent, which yes. we saw one of them and it was so pretty. Like I could just move right in. Yeah. Like me and my dogs and my husband could just yes. come over and never leave. And, and the sheep. They're sheep. So there's a two bedroom guest house that would be perfect for like two couples or a family and it overlooked the vineyard and you could see the sheep frolicking in the vineyard, which was super cute. Uh, and then there's like a, a stu I don't know if it was exactly I think a, it was a one, or bedroom. one bedroom that's next to it. So if you have, you know, a couple more people that also want to join you on your wine weekend getaway in Paso, you could rent the whole compound out. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the wine. That Syrah rocked my world. Yeah, the wine was really good. I really liked the um, white wine, which was... I think a Viognier. Viognier. Yeah, that was a really good Viognier. So, yeah. yeah. We had a really great time. We hope that you enjoy this episode. And then after you listen to it, that you feel like you want to go visit Pelletieri as well. Yes, go. Tell her we sent you. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. I should have counted. I think we're at eight or nine varietals. The reason mm -hmm. I say that is because um, we planted, since I took over in 14, we planted a block of Alianico, which is not yet in the bottle. Mm -hmm. It's in the barrel. There's a small amount. It's, it's, a, it's a new um, crop. And so it's not really in our lineup. And yeah. then we actually, this year, we took um, part of our Zen block and we... Um, replaced it, we tore it out and replaced it with Cannonel, which mm -hmm. is an Italian clone of Grenache. Oh. Well, say the word again. Cannonel. Yeah. Not sure that we could name it Cannonel. That yeah. might be a reference to the region. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's known as Cannonel in Italy. Okay. Um, it's Good from Sardinia. Okay. Um, and it is a clone of Grenache. Now, like I said, we're we're years away from bottling it, yeah. so we'll figure out how we have to. <laughs> yeah, you can you know. set some time. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Those two, don't, I don't really count, so I really don't know. Yeah. Um, you know how many? I sh I should be more mindful of how many um, different varietals <laughs> we have. Um, Only I'm, remember the ones you have to. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start you with our 2018 Viognier. Um, this is shiny and bright and crisp, and it has a nice silky finish, which is the signature of our winemaker. So you're going to notice all of our wines have that nice silky finish. 
And you know Amy Butler is our winemaker. And maybe not know that. So Amy Butler is our winemaker. So I love the food pairings, of course, but then the mood pairings as well. That's super neat. <laughs> um, well, you know, I find that... Um, oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. That's yeah. great. So we find that mm, people don't just pair wines to food. Mm -mm. They pair them to activity. Mm -hmm. They pair them to mood. They That's, pair them I do to, that more than food. Yeah. to weather. Yeah. Um, you know, some people consider a Syrah or even a Lagrine, a fuller-bodied wine, to be a winter wine, you know, not that it has to be. No, and it's rose, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, so we, it's kind of our playful side, but we do um, make suggestions for moods and activities. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm always on the hunt for like a stretchy pant Tuesday wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's coming up. This is delicious. I'm gonna get it. Um, so, let me let me just get a. This um, is beautiful. They love is. this wine. So that was co-fermented with Muscat Canelli. Mm. We have two rows of Muscat on the property. Um, Amy likes to use everything, of course. And um, I think it is, I say it Italian, not the French varietal. Because we do, <laughs> we specialize in Italian varietals. Um, we plant it on the vineyard where is Viognier mm -hmm. and Syrah. My predecessor planted them. Um, because back in the day, those were varietals you could sell. Mm -hmm. You weren't able to sell Italian varietals, you yeah. know, in the 90s. And so, and he planted Zinfandel, which I call an Italian varietal. But um, So adding the muscat makes it slightly unique, um, and it's co-fermented. So we pick, it's a field blend. We pick yeah. both on the same day, and then they ferment and process together. I'm glad that I didn't know it had it I bet it wasn't just Viognier because I probably like in my mind would have been like oh it's gonna be too sweet like I'm probably not into it but it's delicious and that like I'm I definitely would have had that in my mind first though <laughs> everybody I would have does it. everybody does <laughs> but bias. let yes. me also say this that muscat is was traditionally made sweet any wine can be made sweet yeah. or it can be made dry so we associate it with oh, a sweet sure. wine yeah but there are dry muscats too. Yeah. And um, it's just everybody does associate that. So sometimes I don't say it because I, I really do tire <laughs> of hearing people going, yeah. oh, it's sweet. I'm like, no, no I'm a prime example of like, yeah. why you should keep doing what you're doing. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's That's great. delicious. I, and I love that. I think it's super versatile. Like, I could drink it, you know, with brunch, or I could drink it later in the day, or, you know, in the drink evening. Drink it with my eggs in the morning. Uh -huh. you go. Your, your, your smoothie <laughs> wine. I've actually been on a white wine kick, mm -hmm. um, even though the weather is cold. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've been, i just been craving white wines. Yeah. Well, I feel like this has nice acidity, but it's not too much to where you feel like you need to be warm or hot. So mm -hmm. like you could drink it just all year round. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go off menu a little bit. I want to share with you Dorothy Jean. Okay. So you know that Amy Butler makes our wines. This is a label that her and I own together. She makes the wine. We own it together. Um, we pour it pretty much exclusively here not on the menu because it's not a pelletieri wine it's a um dorothy jean so it's a separate label but i wanted to share it with you um we use the artwork of erin hansen who this is and she is a modern master of landscape impressionism 
But this is just her books, and this is just some of her examples oh. of her work. So I fell in love with her work, and when Amy and I decided to make a Chardonnay, we made under this label, we only make a Chardonnay, um, we wanted to make kind of a pretty label. And so we um, asked Erin Hansen if we could use her artwork. She said yes. It's beautiful. And so every label, yeah, every label um, has a snippet of her artwork on it. And so what this really is then is a collaboration of three women who bring beauty into the world in different ways. I love ways. that. I do too. That's really I awesome. love like any female, fan, like inspired, run, like let's make it happen. So you only do Chardonnay under this label? Yeah. Okay. Very limited production. We only make about 150 cases a year. And the um, fruit is sourced? Yeah, fruit is sourced through Sierra Madre Vineyard in Santa Maria. It's so it's a that. separate project. This is 30% new oak. Um, and so what Amy did was really bridge the gap between both styles of Chardonnay and oak and stainless. She's got components of both. So this has got kind of a creamy texture, not buttery, mm -hmm. but it's got mm -hmm. a crisp finish. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Probably doesn't need to be as cold as it is. So if I just pulled it out of the fridge. If somebody wanted to try this, do they have to come here and ask for it? Or is there like, you'll do a pop-up somewhere? Like how does someone get their hands on this to taste it or buy it? It Right now, um, it's being served by the glass. We have it in keg at oh. the hatch. Oh, awesome. Um, and every year we do a um, release party and Erin Hansen is actually here with her art and her team. And so it's that's kind awesome. of an art and yeah, wine event. that's really cool. Um, and so of course it's sold then. And then um, I poured selectively in the tasting room to people who I think would appreciate it. Yeah, but if somebody came in, there, there are people in town who know where they can get it, and you can buy it online, okay. uh, DorothyJeanWines.com. Um, Erin Hansen um, also does a little bit of marketing for us. Very cool. Yeah. So it's just a little kind of side fun project yeah, that was awesome. completely different than what we were doing. Sellers, mm -hmm. and it's kind of out of Western theme. Mine is Pelletier is really traditional, so this gave us an opportunity to do something pretty. Yeah, and that's we awesome. Did when did you guys start this label? In 2016 was our first vintage. Okay. Um, this is a 2017. Our 2018 is in the bottle. Cool. Um, our 2019 is in barrel. Cool. So I've always said Pelletier, but that's wrong. It is. Pelletier. Palatieri. Yeah. So it's it's Italian. Palatieri would be yes. an Italian pronunciation. Okay. Um, Good to know. Yeah. So you're, I don't want to you're say it pronouncing wrong. it. Again, like I always pronounce things wrong. Well, you're like most people though, because most people interpret that as French. And so you threw in a little French with that. Pelletier. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it's my family name. I grew up with the name. Oh, so okay. we pronounced it Pelletieri. And everybody always said to me, So you're French? I'm like, no. <laughs> so that was Dorothy Jean. Um, these sell for 38. We okay. only sell them in packs of 3, 6, or 12. So one of the other things that's kind of unique about Pelletieri is that we produce single varietal wines. Yeah, that's what um, I was just noticing. No blends. Yeah, including our Dorothy Jean. They're single varietals. Um, and this one, though, the one I'm pouring... Um, is a blend. It's called. We named it Tivoli. Uh, Mamie wanted to make a wine that was really juicy and vibrant and lively and 
ready to drink. So this is like your perfect Tuesday night wine. <laughs> this is an elevated table wine. Um, she created it with 60% Sangiovese, 40% Zinfandel. So this is very friendly, pairs well with virtually everything. So it makes it a good go-to wine. Yeah. And price to share. I feel like I might have had a bottle of this before. Yeah. Have you guys produced this one for several years? We had Vino Rosso one? before. Okay. Oh, maybe. It was so this is kind of like an elevated Vino Rosso. It had a different label, and so we've kind of moved it into our label. I really like the fonts that you guys use. Mm, thank you. It's attractive. Like it mm -hmm. catch my eye would catch my eye enough to like just pick up and buy to try it out, but it's not like over the top. Like it's really I like it a lot. It's very clean. Yeah. Thank you. We um so we I wanted a classic label, and Pelletieri's really hard to work with, by the way, because it's so long yeah. that the label is like, it's not, um, I learned that, creating a label. But then I also, I wanted it to show a certain amount of femininity, so we went with, you know, the little, uh, the script, mm -hmm. and then um, I wanted the green because it is the exact color of my truck. <laughs> oh, that's so cute out there. Awesome. I noticed that track, yeah. yeah. And so it kind of, um, I've always, I'm, I'm really detail-oriented like that. So, like, I've never owned a car that didn't match my house. Oh, how funny. You know, because I like everything yeah. to be yes, really cohesive. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, hence the green. And the green, the truck is kind of my trademark. I mean, it's the only one in town. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I have people... Oh, yeah. so you were out last night, or I saw, uh, <laughs> saw your car this early this morning <laughs> <laughs> on Pine Street. Like, yes, no, I Ubered no. home. Yeah. <laughs> Must be someone else. No, yeah, you can't. It was stolen. And then at the, and at the same time, I think it's really safe because who's going to steal it? Yeah. Where are you going with it? This is wine is much more mild than I was expecting. Yeah. Like Based when, on just like I think like. Sangiovese to me is usually like a little bit heavier and then like a Zin is typically I associate with like heavier and this is just like oh I'm just gonna sit here and keep drinking it like Eric Eric can pick me up in an hour yeah I mean it's I love the it's nose. very friendly it is it is um, yeah really easy to drink it um, but you'll notice that all of the wines have kind of the same palate weight which is really what I would call elegant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As they get fuller bodied, they're not going to get heavier. Yeah. Their, you That's know, the nice. palate weight stays really consistent. Yeah. No, this is delicious. Thank you. I, like I love the cherry. Yeah. I get mm -hmm. a lot of cherry on mm -hmm. this, and I really like that. That was delicious. I feel like if I can just keep drinking it. Like, I want to have, like, we should have had this for Thanksgiving. <laughs> that would have been a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, Nebbiolo is really perfect for Thanksgiving, too. Mm -hmm. But so is Zen, I think. But so is Sangiovese. Um, so I love Sangiovese. This is our moving right into back into our single varietal. So that's the only blend that we make. Um, and then the rest are going to be single varietal wines. Um, single vineyard, 100%. Um, this is our Sangiovese, which we call our flagship. It's also... Um, had extended barrel aging, so this is 32 months in the barrel. Oh, wow. We use um, the oak pungent and the terracotta and flora for its aging. Okay. We did that to 
you know, soften the tannins, create yeah. complexity in the wine. I um, love that you guys have the terracotta in here. Well, it's they're so pretty. It seems yes. like such a shame to like keep them back in a corner somewhere. So it is, you know, they are serving another, like a dual purpose, like we talked about, their function and their art. Yeah. Um, and this is a barrel room, so um, we are aging wine in, in here. And yeah. so, um, and we have to, because our winery is very small. Ooh, that has a very different smell. Hmm. So you can see just by looking at it how rich yeah. and concentrated yeah. it is, but that's how we grow fruit. It's all very dark and concentrated. Um, it's, um, for me anyway, it kind of like has like a licorice, like Twizzler mm -hmm. smell to it. Honestly, all I can think about is how much I love this song. And now forever I'm going to have this smell in my mind every time I'm driving to work and this song oh, comes good. on, you know? That's like, perfect. Have that like association. Go, tell a teary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll think about you at least once a week. <laughs> But you know how that happens yeah. when you're like, oh, it I smells like when you open a package it's... of Twizzlers to me. Yeah. It, yeah. Other people have said the licorice. Yeah. Oh, but it tastes so different than mm -hmm. I was expecting from the smell. Man, I could just drink all of these. <laughs> they don't, I love wines that don't need anything. Like, why would I, I like a wine that deserves a great meal, but I love a wine that just deserves me. Mm hmm. We had a okay. pork roast last night, and I feel like this would go perfectly with the leftovers. So delicious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Too bad I didn't know about it. <laughs> Too bad I wasn't invited. But I agree. I think it would go with pork. We have yes. it with chicken, pork, beef. And relaxing. And then just relaxing. Just like she said. Yeah. We're right on. Yeah. <laughs> I like all the couches. I would put a couch by all of them. <laughs> I suggested that, but my daughter's like, Mom, I'd you probably, can't overdo I'd that. I'd probably also oh, put okay. like a bed. <laughs> this is great for going to bed wine. <laughs> like lie in bed and watch TV with my dogs. <laughs> Drink the wine. So which wine is your favorite? Nebbiolo. Yeah? I would say Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo, um, I like them all. And I like them all for different reasons. And mm -hmm. I like them all at different times. But... My all-time favorite varietal of all time mm -hmm. is Nebbiolo. Yeah. Um, I like Grenache as well, hence mm -hmm. we planted the Grenache. Um, so when will that be ready? Because I love Grenache. <laughs> Let's see. We planted in 19, so we probably won't get fruit till 21. Oh, it takes that long. That's yeah. interesting. And then it'll be a small amount. Yeah. So. That's exciting, though. Something to look forward to yeah. in a new project. Wine is all about patience. Yeah. You know, and future. So we yeah. needed to do that, and it was time. And so I said, let's just let's just do it. Why wait any longer? Uh, there were some tweaks we wanted to make to the vineyard, which one was my predecessor had left a home site. Oh. And so it was, do I build a home? Do I plant? I said, we need to plant. So we planted in 16. And then we planted um, a little more Lagrine, mm -hmm. which is a segues to our next varietal, um, in the front where we had some space. And we actually tore out our Montepulciano block and oh. replanted it in 16. And then now the Canada, trying to take out the vineyard, uh, the Zin. We had way too much Zin yeah. for what we wanted and needed. Mind you, in the past it had been sold. And we need all of our fruit, so we need to so make it turn it into what we like need. Because it's like all estate, 
or is the amount you're making because it's like you know 218 seems to be your highest case and that's not a lot of wine no um so is is this kind of are you maxed out is this where you stop or do you still have some room to grow and like make more wine we um well we're not utilizing all of the vineyard because we haven't we we have alianico and canna now um but for the most part yeah the blocks are all about the same size now producing about two pungents which is 120 cases yeah um per varietal the tivoli is a little bit more because we blended the two together that makes sense it's i mean that's exciting for you guys that you can be maximizing everything and definitely and then where we go from there i i don't you know i don't i don't know yeah um but we've worked hard to to kind of get the vineyard, and it takes time. I'm sure, you know, yeah. To get the vineyard where we want it to be, yeah. and so we're no, I can't we're, even we're plant it. We're just not, you know, in full production. Yeah. So Le Grind, you guys are familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, I think the first time we ever had it was here, and then we had it from a producer down in Edna. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like there was one other place. There was. We just had we it. We just went to uh, um, Ranchita Canyon. Oh, okay. We didn't try it, but they have it on their menu. Yeah, I heard that they had a, a small block yeah. of it yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so this is just a really interesting wine because starting with its name, which is German, mm-hmm. um, you know, it originates in Italy near the Austria border where there's German-speaking Italians. So that's really interesting. And then it's just a really remarkable wine, both in in um, visually. Yeah. Um, and what I also think is really interesting and mysterious about it is it just doesn't it doesn't taste like anything that you see yeah you know it's just um it's really unique um this is probably one of our fullest bodied wines it's, it's definitely our rarest yeah i just love how it smells mm. mm-hmm. so how did you get into wine and winemaking and vineyards like did you so you took this over in 2014 you said Mm -hmm. was there were you involved in any other projects somewhere in the past no just (laughs) jump straight in (laughs) um i had had a deal (laughs) i left i left chicago i was born and raised in chicago i left chicago turned out it wasn't planned but it happened to be my 21st birthday and I went to San Jose to start a business. And so I started a market research business in San Jose. Um, and I grew it for 29 years. And um, my kids had gone to Cal Poly. So I was here visiting. And um, I had kind of years before, like five years before, I had wanted to sell my company. Mm-hmm. But it was really scary. And um, I actually... I actually went to a, um, um, I had an offer to buy the company, and I went to an investment uh, um, person and asked, you know, here, here's what I have, can I retire, you know, and he's like, well, you know, you're pretty young, I was in my 40s, you want to retire, and I said, well, no, I could see myself doing something, he goes, what, I said, well, you know, I don't know, something lucrative and something that um, was really flexible, mm-hmm. you know, that I could do whenever I want it, and he's like, Aren't you doing that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> That's not what I asked you. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, really? You know? And I said, oh, you're right. So I went back, 
kind of rededicated myself to my company, which I wasn't not. It's just I wasn't running the day-to-day operations. I worked mainly in uh, business development. And so, um, you know, worked another few years, like really dedicating myself to um, increasing our client base. Mm-hmm. And um, then I said, now I want to sell it. So I put it for sale and it was 2009 and, or eight, it was, no, it was early nine. And the, you know, the economy was, and I got an offer and the full price. And the gentleman who wanted to buy it was, he was going to get a small business loan. And I thought, sure, I'll take your offer because you have to get a loan. I mean, I don't even have to think about this to have loan approval. He gets a loan. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is no, so meant to be. Because <laughs> uh, we had a, he was buying a service company mm-hmm. that had contracts which were which were cancelable with just 30 days notice. There yeah. didn't have to be cause. And the small business administration was giving him a loan, right? And it was like, oh yeah, okay, I guess I guess I'm selling my company. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our sales had dipped a little bit, like maybe 10% at the time. And he came to me, you know, through the broker and said, you know, your sales have declined a little bit. Like he wanted a price concession. And I was like, you know, they have, but that's, it's a global situation. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with my reputation or the brand. So sorry. (laughs) But no. Yeah. And he was like, well, okay. So... It sold in in '09, and my broker had said, she said, you know, the most attractive thing to a buyer is a seller who doesn't want to sell. It's true. I yeah. was just thinking that. I'm like, yeah. if you had lowered your price, it probably would have been. Like, I mean, oh, at what any else given time, it was, like, and I, wa- I like, wasn't. It was I like I can sell. run this like, company, yeah. and it's a good company. That's a good position to be in. Yeah, I just wanted to t- retire. Yeah, you know, for 29 years. Um, you know, we didn't go on family vacations and things like that because I had lots of responsibility. So anyway, sold it, moved here. Um, and then a few years into retirement, I realized that unless I did something with that money, I was going to leave currency behind. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to do that. I would rather have left a legacy. Yeah. So I had really good contacts in the industry and um, I decided I was, I wanted an income producing land. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at avocados. I looked at olives. I mean, wine made the most sense. <laughs> and for a legacy, you know, yes. I mean, wine bottles can live on. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went shopping for a winery. Cool. And, nice. my and was the name the same or did you change the name? Oh, you changed no, this it. Is, it yeah, this is family. my name. Yeah. yeah. So this was, I, the only prerequisite I had was that the property be in the Willow Creek District, which wasn't Willow Creek at the time, but I knew it was going to become Willow Creek. Um, and this was essentially the only thing that was for sale. So here I am. Um, I had the wonderful help of a lot of great people. Um, and I had the contacts to really know who to hire. So Amy Butler has been fabulous. She's a great winemaker. She's a good friend. She um, has taught me so much about wine and um our vineyard people same way yeah i mean we walk the vineyard during the growing season every year or every week rather and i you know i learn so much yeah. <laughs> and i go to learn you right. know yeah. um and sometimes i have something you know valuable to offer but i've learned a lot 
you know, and, and uh, so it's been a wonderful experience to both. Um, so it started out as a legacy and it started out as a, um, an entrepreneurial project. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say to me like, well, how could you do that without being in the business? And the same way I sold my company, that gentleman who bought it had never been in that business. Yeah, but he got, he got my out. staff, he got my general manager, <laughs> yeah. he got all my people, and it was running itself. Yeah. And well, now he had to learn it. So. If you're a smart enough person to like recognize that who you hire can make such a mm -hmm. big difference, like you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. You know, like obviously right. you have great people on your team. Right. So you might not know everything right out of the gate, but they'll mm -hmm. help you get there and yeah. So it started out as, like I said, a, a, an entrepreneurial legacy project, and now it's, you know, as much as it's me, I am it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, so, you know, when we did the remodel and everything, it was, you know, this is all me, but now I've become it too. Yeah. And it's just really a passion and a love for, I appreciate the land much yeah. more than yeah. I did, you know, coming from the city. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it produces, like I said to Amy one day, I was like, Every year, we just get more food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> you know, it's not like a retail, not that I was in retail, yeah. where you have to go buy, you know, it's yeah. like, it's just there. And, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, just some silly epiphanies, but it's oh, happened. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that it's been good. I think, like, the, I always want to say Legrand, but it's a grain. Legrand. Legrand. Um, I can't. like, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Every time I've had it, I'm intrigued. I'm like, I want more of it. But at the same time, like, it kind of scares me. Yeah. You know what? I, no, I think that that's really insightful. Um, I had this other woman who was here and she said, you know, this is the first time I've had this. And she said kind of the same thing. And she said, you know, I need, what I need is to take a bottle and I need to just get to know it yeah yeah like it's it's so many different things coming at you at once it's uh -huh. like sensory overload like I feel like my mom watching tv <laughs> it's too much it's too much like you know it's like oh it's tart but it's not but it, it's not too much of anything but mm -hmm. it's like a little bit of everything mm -hmm. and it's and it's not what you think. I mean, it looks oh, like no. it's going to be jammy because of yeah. its color, which it isn't. It looks like it's going to be heavy. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, again, all of the wines have similar palette weight. And it also looks like, like sometimes I like dark wines, but sometimes they scare me. You know, yeah. so I think it's going to be really harsh. And of course it isn't. Yeah. It's really velvety smooth. So none of the wines that we've had to me have seemed particularly tanniny mm -hmm. or tannic, I guess yeah, is the right tannic. word. <laughs> Whatever. I like to make up my own words. Um, so how long <laughs> how cool. long do you like um, for them to age? Like will they hold up for for many, many years? Or how long like do you want if I take it home and I put it in my wine fridge, right. like when do you want me to drink it? I'm sure each varietal has different um, time restraints mm -hmm. but the blanket answer that i've been told by amy is 10 years okay that's pretty good so they all have yeah. 10 years um Not that patient. fine print <laughs> with proper storage yeah um they are i mean her style of winemaking is where they don't have a lot of knees and elbows right? yeah they don't I, have I any mean, sharp edges so much more enjoyable like to just go home and drink it like i love that so i call these wines inviting yeah. they are 
young, so these are 17s. I'm sorry, I probably didn't say that. They're 17s, except for the Sangiovese is mm -hmm. a 16 because of its extended age. But um, so they're they're young, but they drink really nicely. Yeah. But they are age worthy. And I'm going to pour for you um, a Zinfandel at the end that is two years in the bottle. So mm -hmm. the 17s are really representing about a year in the bottle right mm -hmm. now. Um, so they are young, but most people drink young wines. Yeah. And so these are, like I said, what I would call inviting, um, but they are age-worthy. Well, I think that's important for the average consumer, right? Because the average consumer buys a bottle here, takes it home, drinks it that night or within that week, right? Right. And they're totally approachable, yeah. can drink it right away. But it's also good to know that if someone chose to, they could, you know, buy half a case or whatever and then, like, age right. it through the years, check right. it on it, see how it's going. Ooh, that smells so good. I'm going to take a bath. Um, so that is the 2017 Syrah, 100% Syrah, um, new oak was used um, because that's what um, Amy wanted to do. Um, it, um, mm, it's like, so good. Yeah, thank you. That is delicious. Thank you. I'm still smelling it because it smells Because you want to take a bath in it, I'm yeah. telling you. A lot, of, a lot of smoke, at least that's yeah. what I got yesterday on the nose. That is so good. This one's my favorite so far. That's so funny because you typically I know are I know. not it's a big not my Syrah favorite. Usually fan. I just buy them for Kurt so that I can buy more wine without him getting upset because <laughs> I got him something. <laughs> oh, what about this for you? No, yeah. it's like what about the rest of the wine? Well, That's no. for you yeah, too, yeah. but don't drink it without me. <laughs> but no, this is really good. Thank you. I feel like it's like none of your wines have been overly like aggressive mm. that I really like like it just so Amy's really judicious about her use of oak um because we don't want to alter mask change our fruit we want to showcase it yeah you know and then she's got a real elegant hand with them as well yeah one day we were um a few years ago I was at her house and we were having wine and dinner and we were in to the evening, and I had said, I was kind of razzing her, and I said, do you think that, you know, your wines are so silky and smooth because you're a woman? Oh, I accept that. Yeah, and she went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we never talked about it again. The conversation yeah. was moving quickly. To this day, we've never spoke of it. But I think about it a lot, yeah. and I think... That what that means is that she's doing what comes natural to yeah. her, mm -hmm. which is nothing sexist. And it's not sexist if a male person winemaker is making a bold wine. It's yeah. like it's like two children, a boy and a girl, who put crayons in front of, and they instinctively go for yeah. maybe gender specific yeah colors. Yeah, no, you totally. Know? I've never thought of it like that, but yeah. I accept that. Yeah. So she makes, she's got a real elegant hand with the wines and, um, you know, this is what it produces. And I like, uh, I love the fact that the palate weight, I like wines with a lot of um, flavor and complexity, of course, but I don't want this big mm -hmm. mouthful. I like, like, I feel like I have a milkshake. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I get, yeah, it gets yeah, really, yeah. It really um, rich yeah. to me. I um, have decided that my favorite wine, because I was thinking about this a lot when I was um, in Paris, like trying to d pick what to order. Like, I don't know a ton about French wines, but 
I, so I was like looking at the menu. I'm like, I want something that I automatically like when my glass is getting empty. I want more of it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want anything so heavy that like after one glass, I'm like, whoa. Like I need a glass of water mm-hmm. or <laughs> some ginger ale or something to like break this up. Right. And I feel like I think that's part of what I've liked about all of these wines is that they've been. Like, I, I want more. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, okay, I know we'll break. We're, yeah. we're the crackers. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's super approachable and tasty, especially that Syrah. Thank you. Yeah, really good. 2016 Zinfandel. So this is, we're really on the short end, literally a couple of cases left. But it represents two years in the bottle. And so just yesterday, this is just an example of what what happens or the kind of assistance I get. Amy showed up. And I had people at the table, and I was trying to explain to them. I said, so Amy walked in. I said, Amy, I don't have the words <laughs> to, to, I want to hear two words from you that you would describe a 17 wine to a 16. Like, give me two mm. words that describe that. Because I don't have the, the wine vocabulary to articulate that. Two people. Yeah. And she said, she thought about it, I go, come on, go, go, go. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she said, more integrated and softer. So it was okay. three words. She goes, I had three. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So more integrated mm-hmm. and softer. Yeah. And does she feel that's because of like, it's had more time to age? Yeah. Or because yeah, that's of what the we were asking. seasons? No, that was what I was asking is, what, if, as you're aging wine, yeah. Why, you know... Yeah, why do it? Well, what, you know, what, what, what happens after an additional year? What, what, can, what would you call the wine after an additional year? And so she said more integrated flavors and um, uh, softer. Because I was trying to say, like, look, the things, the, the flavors are merging together. Mm. It's more integrated. That's so good. So this is the 2017 100% Zinfandel. Um... More integrated. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so is the Syrah that, or not the Syrah, the Zin, sorry, I'm stuck on the Syrah. The Zin that you guys are growing, um, is it considered cool climate because you're on the west side or you does it still get too hot here for that? Um, it's not considered cool climate. Um, we still get really, we still get hot. really hot temperatures here. I think what makes this, um, you have to be closer to the ocean for the cool climate. But um, what is great about the west side is the change in the temperature. So we can be 105 and we can be 55, so 50. Yeah, and that's yeah. what the vines really like. Yeah. It cools them down in the evening. So this is still, um, I don't really know much about, you know, obviously mm-hmm. our winemaker calls the picks, but uh, with Zen, she picks fairly early. Yeah. I like that it's lighter. I like that a lot. Um, I think it's got it's got the jammy fruits that mm-hmm. are oh common in Zen, mm-hmm. but not weighted mm-hmm. and heavy or syrupy. Yeah, and then it's, it's a not little, like I don't feel like I'm eating jam. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of pepper and sage on the finish, mm-hmm. but not overpowering. No, either. not at all. Yeah. So tell us about your wine club. Are you guys almost full? Are there any ones that... We still have availability um, in our club. We have we do three allocations a year. Okay. Spring, fall, and winter. 
and so no summer. And then we have three clubs within there, a three-bottle club, which is, of course, three bottles three times a year, Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a starter club, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have a family club, which is six bottles three times a year, and then the collection club. And so in the collection club, um, it's really for, obviously, a collector. Yeah. Um, because it's the, the wines that we release for, like, say, the three-bottle club would be one of three bottles, whereas the collection club would get those same three bottles, but four of each. Yeah. And then the family club is somewhere in between. Um, sometimes two bottles each, sometimes, um, like, a winemaker choice. Okay. And do you have any wines that are only available to wine club? Moving forward, our Montepulciano, because our block is a little bit smaller, and our Alianico will be only wine club. Okay. What's an Alianico? Alianico? It's a Italian varietal. Oh. Uh, like, what would... Is there... Because sometimes they're like, oh, it's called this in Italian. It's called... This... A, it's, it's, it, that's the varietal, okay. Alianico. I've never it comes that. from Sicily. Mm. Um, it's red. Um, You've had it before. I have. Mm -hmm. So those, because of their their smaller production, will be wine club only. Okay. Um, and then we have a rosé too, which isn't here. Um, it's called Mason. I'm pretty sure we had that last um, yeah. time, and I think we might have bought some. I think so. I think I got a bottle of rosé. Yeah. Mason is really good. It's uh, Amy makes it a little different every year because we just don't have enough fruit yeah. to make it one varietal. Yeah. But um, it's been Sangiovese and Syrah. Lately, it's delicious. Yeah. Um, when Mason's around, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're allowed. It's yours. <laughs> it literally has your name on it. Yeah. And it's a really pretty color, too. So it just... Um, so that's, uh, that's my flight today. So aside from here, we already talked about we grow and produce Nebbiolo, mm -hmm. Montepulciano, um, Legrai. No, we have Legrai in there. Um, so I, I do remember last time you we were here, the reason I bought the Nebbiolo in the large format was because you didn't have any in the small format. Is that is that typical? Like, do you only make it in the Magnum bottles? No, we or have. We have you, were just, you must have just been sold out. We were probably yeah. sold out. Because I think that would have been the 14. That would have been Amy's first vintage. Probably, uh, yeah. Because our 15, um, 15... We only got 24 cases, okay. so it was never in the tasting room. Yeah. Um, it was shattered. That was the year of shatter. It's our Legrand, we only got 24 cases, oh, wow. too. Ooh. And then 16 is the current vintage. What are your hours? Like, when are you open? We are open um, Thursday through Monday, 11-ish okay. to 5-ish. Okay, cool. And then, Close obviously, Tuesday, like, do you, like, reservations mm -hmm. for groups of, like, six or more or eight or more? Like, where's kind of your cap? So, six or more, or seven or more require a reservation and require prepaid tasting fees. Oh, okay. That's smart. Um, yeah, we can't accommodate a third, a group of 30 or anything yeah. like that. We can accommodate larger groups in the summer if they're outside, yeah. picnic tables, but you can see our space here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so appointments are always appreciated, but yeah. required for what seven or more. What is your tasting fee? $20, 20. waived with a two-bottle purchase. Okay. It's pretty standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like to say it's complimentary with a two-bottle purchase. <laughs> That's a good way. It's nicely worded. Yeah. I think the things that make us unique are the Italian varietals, mm -hmm. of course. Um, I think being all estate mm -hmm. um, is fairly unique, especially for a boutique-sized winery. Yeah. 
Um, the fact that we're all women is people find that very unique, and it is. I mean, our vineyard manager is a woman as well, so the top three positions are all women. Thank you for listening to this episode of Central Coast Uncorked. We hope that you enjoyed hearing the tasting experience from our point of view. If you did enjoy the episode, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast platform and maybe even share it with a friend. Connect with us on social media because we will be posting places that we're headed and that we're recording at. So you'll get some inside tips that we don't release in the podcast. And you can also let us know where you think we should go. We'll see you guys next week for another new episode. Bye. Bye.